Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Croix better. It's so huh. much better. I don't, I don't not like it, mm. but I, I wish it was dialed back about fifteen percent. Well, you've chosen a particularly tart uh, flavor of Spindrift. Lemon, yeah. Lemon is the most universally beloved flavor when it comes to water. It is the number one water <laughs> combination. It's true. That's that is the slice that floats most often in water that yeah. you see worldwide. I would say it's a global water phenomenon. <laughs> yes, the lemon. You don't see cucumber everywhere. No, you don't necessarily see. Like I feel like you wouldn't see mint necessarily everywhere around the world. Nice surprise when I see it, but lemon is the um, number one water. Yes, flavor water condiment. Right, number one water condiment. But I would say that the Spindrift sparkling water lemon is, um, you know, because all they do is they just add juice. So it's like just fucking carbonated water with lemon juice. There's nothing in there to mitigate the incredible pucker factor. It's so puckery. It's a high and, pucker factor. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a nine on the pucker. Mm-hmm. Pursed lips. I pucker in both places when I take a sip of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a double pucker. <laughs> both ends. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, that's that's why i like the cardboard safety of a Lacroix. i hear you on that i really do like Lacroix. i have a soda stream and i'm sorry to say i still sometimes buy Lacroix. you know i don't know that i'd ever be able to use a soda stream why because i come from a family of savers oh like and so if i bought a soda stream every time i use it i'd think Oh no, I'm going to have to get a new carbo thing one day. Right. I can't, like, when I gave my family Andrea's stickers Mm -hmm. that she painted, hand painted for Christmas. Yes. They framed them to give you an idea of how how you get something and you keep it forever. Right. But you do get that you're like, every time you drink drink a LaCroix, you're throwing out a can, right? I do. Mm. I, I thought you were going to say that you couldn't use SodaStream because of their like weird involvement in that whole like scandalous thing where they were like occupying part of the West Bank with one of their factories or something. Oh, really? There was a whole thing. I remember because Natalie Portman was a spokesperson and she was called to account for her working with that brand. She's a beloved Jew. Yeah. So everyone was like, hey, you can't work with them. They're doing terrible things. Wow. And then I think maybe they addressed it. I'm not sure. But oh, we should address something really quick. Oh, yes. We should address something. Thank you. So uh, we posted an episode last week and a listener wrote in to us to let us know that um, they really would have appreciated a trigger warning because of some really frank discussions that we had with our wonderful guest, Heather Matarazzo, um, where suicide and trauma came up and... I just want to say as someone who has a a PTSD diagnosis myself, I completely understand. And we just want to be super respectful and careful going forward to make sure that we're taking care of our listeners. Um, So thank you so much to our friend for writing in and letting us know. We did post a trigger warning there, and we're just going to be really careful going forward. And thank you. Absolutely. And um, you had a PTSD 
diagnosis. Yes, I did. I do. And I'm happy to talk about it and share my story at some point. Not today, I don't think. January is kind of an intense month already. But at some point when, when we're ready and the time is right, I will, I will definitely talk about it on here because it's a huge, huge part of my life and a big reason that I've turned to plant medicine so many times to help heal. And um, yeah, it's yeah. a big part of my life. Thank you for bringing that to our attention and moving forward, boy, oh boy, Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah, thank you. I mean, truly, I think uh, all we want is to, you know, be as frank and open and fun as possible. And sometimes that leads us into places that are uncomfortable. And so, yeah, always, always trying to be mindful, really trying to be reasonable. And um, yeah, just super appreciative to all of you guys who hang and listen with us and, um, 100%. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing and and be mindful. Mindful. Reasonable and mindful. I'm doing, uh, um, speaking of mindfulness, here's a plug for an app. A shawl. Just (laughs) like, you know how like a cape is hidden under Clark Kent's clothes? (laughs) A shawl just came out of your... Oh, mine, my new, yeah, my, my little, like, uh, superhero outfit just has a big M on the front <laughs> for mindfulness. Listen, I'm not very good at it. When I meditate, my cat eats his ass next to me. It's the whole thing is like, it's not like I'm sitting on a pillow and, you know, finding bliss. I'm truly just like fucking struggling to do my best. But all of the tools that I've learned to put in place do fucking help. And one of them is an app. It's called 10% Happier, and I highly recommend if anyone wants to check it out. I'm not paying for it. I'm doing a free January challenge with it. The guy who um, developed it, his name is Dan Harris, and he uh, is a journalist. He's with, I think, ABC. He was uh, experiencing, like, incredible stress and anxiety and having, like, on-air panic attacks that he felt like were, you know career ending and so being a journalist and a researcher he did all this research and he was like you know super anti-woo like it's funny when he does the videos leading into the meditations he's like the most pragmatic like I'm not here to tell you that this is a fix for anything but these are tools that really work he's fantastic and anyway so he launched 10% Happier which is an app and a podcast and it has great resources for mindfulness Beautiful. And yeah. you've been doing it all January, or and you're continuing to do it. Yeah, there's a challenge that's free through the app. Uh, it's about halfway through now. It was meditate 15 out of 21 days. And every day there's a short intro video, and then there's a, like a 10-minute meditation, and it's really great. That sounds easy and accessible and it's possible. It's doable. Doable, yeah. it's yeah. doable, definitely. It feels like, <laughs> you know, that 10 minutes of Bobo just munching away next to me while I do my best to... As you were describing it, I was trying to come up with what his app is for January. (laughs) Instead of like mindfulness January for him, he's on an app for um, eating his asshole while sitting next to you every morning. Yes, it's butt munch month, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) For him, this is the month where he commits to every day munching his butt for 10 minutes (laughs) right next to me while I meditate. I mean, whatever gives you peace of mind, right? Yeah, you know, he's, he's doing his best too, I think, just to stay alive. <laughs> if I could reach it, I would lick it. Wow. A hundred percent. At least a couple times. Really? Just to know. I don't think it did, would taste good. Yeah, it's just skin. I, give him, I always wonder about it. I mean, he spends so much time chewing on himself. It's got to taste good. As someone who's done it to somebody else, oh. I <laughs> feel like I would have no problem doing it to myself. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. If you were like, like you I, know, I, I, post shower, maybe a little check in. Oh yeah, uh. <laughs> Mary Jane. We're not talking about after a hike through Runyon, <laughs> followed by like tasting the chili that's been on the crock pot for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for sure. 
Of cool. course. Good to know. Yeah, you don't end Burning Man by doing a fucking no. human centipede train. You definitely don't. Come on. Nope. But I would try it. Okay. If I could if I could reach myself, totally. Speaking of Burning Man, yeah. <laughs> did you see that the fucking uh I only say Burning Man because I've been thinking about that MAGA Burning Man uh horned guy? Oh wait. What? What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Good. <laughs> nice. I totally forgot. We're only 10 minutes in, but okay. welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. Welcome to Weed and Grub. This is a podcast about cannabis, comedy, cook, cook, whoa, cooking culture, and calling shit out, and clearly going off the rails a little bit. Yeah, this one's about going off the rails. <sighs> Whatever. It's it's January. Everything's crazy. Everything's on... It's not even on fire. It's just so unknown right now, which is, uh, as somebody who loves control and is working on it in therapy to understand where my need for control comes from and also how to manage it at this time in my life when it's not serving me anymore to to like I need to let go more so that I can like let more good things flow in Mm -hmm. and so I'm really working on it but the but I'm also like, whoa, therapist, you might be wrong because right. some shit needs to be fucking <laughs> some, controlled. Yeah, like there's a, so someone needs to get control of some fucking shit. Yes. So th- last week our episode dropped on the day that uh, the fucking Capitol was breached, and uh, everything was insane. And that guy with the fucking horned hat with the face paint, and everyone was calling him like the MAGA Burning Man dude. Yeah, he stood in the podium area, like the lifeguard chair of Congress, whatever right. that area is called. <laughs> right, with his spear. Yeah, and his face paint and is like just awful everything it is funny to picture him in the morning painting his face it is funny to, to go picture out. him right now uh fucking being in jail and i just read on twitter this was my favorite thing that i saw today that uh he was in uh court today for charges for his first court appearance related to him fucking storming the capitol and um his mom told ABC News that he hasn't eaten since Friday because the detention facility won't feed him all organic food. Oh, what? Oh, no. No. No, no, no. no. Wait, what? No. They don't have any organic oh, food for me. I'm so sorry. For the no. Food. No. He's hungry. Oh, God. There's a baby's hungry and well, there's fucking fur hat and his horns and his bed white supremacist ass during during visitation (laughs) certainly she can come in and play here comes the airplane for him right that's gotta the judge has to allow that she could bring him some kale and some quinoa oh wouldn't that be funny if they're like between the glass on the phone and she presses a bag of quinoa (laughs) against the glass And he puts his hand on it. I hope he has to eat fucking <laughs> Wonder Bread and peanut butter from a fucking jiffy jar forever, honestly. I mean, fuck that guy. And fuck all the rest of them, too. I think we should be fighting <sighs> for his diet. That's right. what. That's what... That's what is important. The like, uh, I mean, the word privilege is getting dangerously close to uh, turning a corner for me mm. in terms of the receptiveness and the importance of it. Like... I'm I'm starting to feel the wave shift oh, because yeah. too many people have co-opted it to use as a tool for their own nefariousness. Right, it's careening off a fucking cliff with the yeah yeah the, and the, all the lemmings grabbed onto that one. Yeah, right. It's they're it's, screaming like Pramila <laughs> as they <laughs> as they drop off the cliff. Yeah, truly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and so and so that word is is slowly slipping into a dangerous place for me. But the privilege of of seeing him cross his arms. Yeah. And refuse to eat. He's on a hunger strike because they don't have organic food after he... Anyway. Fuck fuck that. Wait, that also means that his mom... 
is giving statements to the news about yeah. the fact that he hasn't eaten because he can't get organic food rather than saying, my son is very apologetic and ashamed for his terrorist actions and would like everyone to know that he uh, is reconsidering his entire fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, organic food is mad expensive. So, yeah. mm. Jesus wow. Christ. Anyway. One of the favorite things, another favorite thing that I saw on Twitter today, and I really am trying to stay off social media, but, you know, you got to do the scroll, uh, was that the PGA has revoked the 2022, whichever golf tournament was going to be held at um, Bedminster, which is a Trump golf course. Really? The PGA yanked it, which is just like... So great. This is amazing. It's so great. That's not First Amendment related. That's a fucking corporation being like, we don't have to give you money because you suck. Yep. Hit them where it hurts. Absolutely fucking awesome to see the PGA do what fucking Congress can't, evidently. It does feel good um, when Trump stitched this entire rug together Mm -hmm. and stitched his own fabric of the country and it is being pulled out from under him. Mm-hmm. Everybody is like joining together to like grab that rug and pull it right out from under his fucking feet and then hopefully wrap him up in it and push him off the side of a uh, cliff. <laughs> yeah. Or they could make him like, um, I've t- I think I've talked about it on here. I know Archie's getting all growly just at the fucking thought of it. Yeah, the energy shifted in here. Um, I think I've talked on here about that guy who used to roll himself up in a rug and like then position himself <laughs> <laughs> Wait, at parties even if, even if not just please tell the story um because it's so like it's it's hot and it's kind of snme there's there's like a very erotic side to it it's kind of cool so yeah i will never forget the first time that i went to this awesome fucking warehouse party in new york rublod i think still exists in some iteration maybe not right now because the pandemic but like they've always thrown great fucking all-night parties in like weird warehouses and i went to a rublod party and i stepped up to the bar to order a drink and i realized that the like ground underneath me was moving and I looked down and there was this rolled up rug that I was standing on and I looked down and I just saw these two eyes peering out at me from the rug. Oh my God. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And of course, everyone's like naked, you know, mostly naked and sweaty and covered in glitter and just wearing like tiny, tiny outfits and skirts with no underwear and all that kind of stuff. So a vantage point from the floor probably revealed a lot. <laughs> and um, Oh, I didn't even think about the upskirt. Oh, yes. I mean, Whoa, everyone was wearing that's okay. like okay. Know, tiny, sexy outfits and... Uh, yeah, I just saw these two eyes and I was like, what the fuck? And this was this guy who super got off on being um, crushed by women and men, I imagine, too, standing on him. And he would transport himself to parties and roll himself up in this rug and then lie in front of the bar and get stepped on all night. And he loved it. And so the organizers of the, of the party were like, fucking awesome. Like, that's a total freaky, cool element to have <laughs> at our like all night rave. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is really cool. I mean the yeah. ups, the the um the permission part is all I have a concern about when it comes to the people who step up and don't know that he's like peeking up. Yeah, there was something about going to those parties though where like you enter the door and you know you're going to be in a weird performance art um kind of arena where anything can happen and anything is possible. It's not Oh, see, um, that does sound very exciting to me. Yeah, like I remember another party that I went to uh, was in a condemned building. It was being torn down the next day. It was in Times Square. It was fucking mental. I was just talking to my sister about this because I brought her and she was like, what is your life like in New York? This is so crazy. It was this huge blown out condemned building and there was just weird shit happening in every room. And to get into the party, you had to walk through a hallway that had been set up so that the walls were really, really close together and narrow with like 
plywood walls or whatever, false walls, and behind them were people, and they all had their arms stuck out through holes, so you had to walk through <gasps> an entire hallway of getting groped Whoa. to get into the party. Wow, so tone set. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting in there and you're just like laying against the wall and letting hands rub all over you and just yep. really enjoying, which I would do, like yeah. I've always wanted to be in the Wizard of Oz part two or Labyrinth, like, yeah. and that's what that sounds like. The permissive of, permissiveness of it was definitely something that was like apparent right away. It didn't feel in any way that anyone was being taken advantage of. Or I would um, want to be rolled up in a pancake so that I could also snack. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? No, that would be disgusting because people would be standing all over it. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like a foot pancake? Mm, never mind. Gross. Yeah. Dang. I, I can imagine just being rolled up in a pancake. Yeah. That sounds good. Just put me in the bathtub and cover me in maple syrup. That sounds great. I'm trying to think of like the like erotic things that I would be into, like being rolled up. Because I, I, maybe we can have a some kind of super, like a kinky sex therapist on here who can oh. kind of discuss the the history of a kink for a person and how those develop because mm-hmm. I don't really know much about it. And I would be very curious about, because it's such an easy joke when people talk about foot fetishes, but it's also the number one fetish mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. And so I would want to know the scientific and clinical explanation and the and the, the psychological explanation for why and how that is such a hot, hot, hot sexual thing for mm-hmm. people. It's such a, like, I think the developmental stage of when kink happens is almost always in childhood. Mm -hmm. I would love to have someone on to talk about that, a psychologist, and then someone like Dan Savage, you know, who I've always wanted to get on here. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, put it in the air. That's what this is about. Get some folks on here to talk about uh, kinks and where they come from and how we can indulge them. (laughs) Exactly. How can I eat my own ass? I think is like to bring it back, really, to just like put it all out there. Let's go. How do I do it? Great. What do I have to do? What do that look like for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so we need a clone scientist yep and a sexual expert yes because then i could 69 myself or you just need some cosplay and find a partner who just looks exactly like you oh i can't liberace me put them in your clothes and then and then <laughs> do, do whatever you want to no no <laughs> no don't okay. look at me i'm holding myself uncomfortably i, I don't want to do that okay but i would clone myself if i yeah i would clone myself mm-hmm. but i i don't Mm. But you don't want to have sex with your clone, is what you're saying? No, yeah, right, cool. exactly. Because that would be too much. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh my god. I don't know where my lines are until I start talking. It's that's what we do on here. We figure out where the line is and then we cross it, <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back, and then we go back. Yeah. Oh man. Do you want to get it to the news? Yes, I do want to get into the news because it's a great story this week. And it is that our Grubla Gazette is coming to us from a press release, actually, that we were just sent. And it's uh, Joints for Jabs. So there's a group called DC Marijuana Justice, and they are rewarding free cannabis at vaccination sites across the District of Columbia in spring 2021. I just think it's so awesome. They are... um, a really cool uh, advocacy group that have been working in D.C. for um, marijuana policy, and they're doing this awesome thing where they're giving away. So the D.C. laws about weed are really interesting. You actually are not allowed to sell it, even though it's been legalized. You have to buy something else, and it's a gift, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's how they get around it. That gray area, you can like go into a store and buy. Like it's a it's a store that has weed, but you can't buy the weed. You have to buy this comic book, and then they gift you the weed. So. 
they're allowed to give away cannabis for free and they're going to um, promote this vaccination initiative by giving away joints for jabs. And you can find out more at dcmj.org, I think, is the website. And they are, um, yeah, just a really cool group. I don't understand the jabs part. Jabs is the needle. So if you get a, if you get vaccinated yeah. with a needle, yeah. which is a jab, I will give you a joint. Oh, like a jab, like they're jabbing you with a needle. Yes, dude. What the fuck did you think oh. it was? Oh, I thought like jabs was a acronym for something scientific. <laughs> Wow. Like J A B S. Like it's mm-hmm. like justice, activism. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's just needles. It's just vaccinations against the coronavirus, and they want everyone to get vaccinated, and so they're giving away free weed to encourage folks to do it in DC. That's awesome. Yes. Um, they should do that everywhere. I mean, if it if it does take off, what am I saying? That would be, you know, Colorado. Yeah, here. Like, well, the thing is, I think specifically, like the laws in D.C. allow for the gifting of cannabis. I'm not sure that it, that would be um, legal in all of the states with legal weed. I mean, it's state by state, which that's, is the fucking mm, infuriating thing. It is, but and that's confusing a great, thing. It, it is too, but that's a great point. Just to talk a little bit about federal legalization because it's been such a huge topic on Clubhouse every single day. And I'm I'm really at a point right now where I think it's gonna go federal by the end of this year, beginning of next year. Wow. And but they are gonna leave every single thing up to the state except for each state, except for like big decisions when right. it comes to like pharmaceuticals, because they're already getting copyrights and patents and all of that stuff. But when it comes to like the laws, they're just gonna leave it to the states and throw you in the deep end to destroy all the small businesses. Yeah. And then they can come in and use all of the things that worked for the laws and all the things that didn't work they can get rid of and that's how they will make their uh make federal legalization a ticking working machine. Mm. And and so hearing that Washington is able to do something so positive for all the right reasons and use their very confusing laws in a very positive way <laughs> is great. But the fact that that can't work anywhere else is so fucking frustrating. And I don't have an answer yet, but I'm really thinking about how to unify federal legalization so that when they do put it in the state's hands, there are some actionable items that everyone can agree on. Right, right. And I don't think it is the case that you, they can't do it anywhere else, but on a state-by-state state case Pardon me, basis. It is, yeah, some states can, you can give weed away and some states you absolutely only have to have a, like a cash transaction or a financial transaction in order to make it legal. It's, yeah. So I think definitely like it's an interesting conversation to be having now as we go into this new administration, thank fucking God, Mm -hmm. um, toward descheduling and legalizing cannabis at a federal level. I don't think anyone knows what it's going to look like. And it's really interesting to, you know, keep an eye on because it is going to get fucked up. It's yeah. going to get really fucked up. It got really fucked up in Canada. Um, yeah. You know, s- some serious issues in Canada with rolling out the federal program and a lot of small businesses and um, oh, rolling consumers up. Nice. <laughs> got in, um, you know, like real fucking situations where they were not able to actually either make a living as they had been able to or, you know, had to fucking like completely change their business model. And I think there are a lot of, Brands that are hopefully just launching, uh, you know, now with this, you know, amazing new marketplace that are going to be able to to take advantage of federal legalization, but it's going to crush a lot of people as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There was a story that I saw reported that 
there there was some consideration that the the government would ignore anyone who's been a multi-state operator an MSO um, that they would disqualify them from being able to get one of the federal licenses when cannabis when we goes legal at a federal level if you've been operating MSOs at a state level because that is federal breaking federal law whoa oh my vision board just fell down what does that mean what does that mean I think it means you didn't use enough nails okay <laughs> Yeah, we can't let that be a sign of the year to come. It's definitely not. Please tell me it's not. How many nails did you have in that? Nine. No, it can't have been. How many nails did you have in that? I had Okay, so here's the thing. I had four. Okay. But because we finished our vision boards last night at like 1130 at night, I only gently nailed them in because I needed to finish the job that night to finish what I started and have closure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't finish the nailing today. Uh-huh. So I actually didn't finish, finish the job. And so they were delicately placed in there and I am going to chalk it up to me not finishing the job and take it as a lesson to see things through this year and put my goddamn vision board back up and nail it through. Yes, absolutely. That's a fucking fantastic lesson. Look, your vision board's already teaching you lessons. Yeah, it's it perfect. is. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more. I, I hope more things fall off my walls this year <laughs> <laughs> so I can circuitously learn more about how I should conduct my life. Listen, that vision board was just exhausted by our fucking rabbiting on about the fucking federal legalization. Your vision board got bored is what happened. (laughs) Your vision board was like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) shut the fuck up. People can go on Clubhouse to hear people talk about this fucking ad infinitum please move on to something fun i thank you for that that's what happened but i also disagree i think we have strong opinions and we are knowledgeable and uh i i have things i want to say so i'm not going to stop talking about federal legalization yes don't let your vision board shut you down (laughs) another (laughs) lesson and we won't stop talking about it we'll talk about it here a lot you know tons and we'll have great guests on who can tell us things that we don't fucking know and hopefully listeners will continue to write into us like we just had this amazing inquiry from someone who's in south dakota Who's like, hey, I'm a, I love weed. I can't smoke it openly because, you know, shit is crazy here. But our governor, Christy Nome, who's a total fucking nightmare, is trying to, like, work against implementing the new laws that were just passed. Mm-hmm. And she's anti-weed. And what can I do? Do you have creative ways for me to get involved? And it was really cool to write back and be like, yeah, here are some of our ideas. One of them being join Clubhouse. Start Absolutely. having the conversation with people in the community about things that we can all do, which is, you know, Educate, inform, destigmatize, normalize, have a great time while doing it, all that stuff. Yeah. And of course, join, join uh, normal. Yep. There are a lot of organizations that you can join. And I'll, I'll keep going back to Clubhouse only because the connections and the helpfulness and the people that you might not meet otherwise because social media is a competition instead of a community. Mm-hmm. And Clubhouse is the community that helps you avoid the competition i love the way it's set up i love the way that when you join clubhouse uh, for anyone who doesn't know it's an audio uh app where it's basically like a there's no messaging or anything you're just in an audio hang like a kind of old school the party line where everyone can listen in and and share a conversation and um it's invite only right now so it's kind of in beta testing so it's still kind of small and it's really neat because people are so respectful of each other's time and have we already talked about it on here? Have I already... Did, I, we, I glazed, did I just explain something? No, I glazed over it um, an episode or two ago. Okay, But sorry. you were just checking it out and you you were fresh to the boat. I'm new. Yeah. I'm new to the clubhouse. So I was just going to say, though, it's um respectful and interesting and a lot of people on there who know stuff and a lot of people just asking questions and everyone just kind of hanging out and listening and sharing knowledge. So 
It's a great place to talk about policy reform and yeah. things too. Yeah. And also I've joined a couple of groups that have nothing to do with cannabis. There was one that I joined about um, n- like uh, surviving narcissistic abuse. And I was like, I'm interested in that because that was a different part of my life that I also sometimes want more information about to understand things that have happened. And it's such a safe space for those conversations. It's a safe space for everything as far as I can tell. I dig it. Heck yeah. yeah. What if my vision board goes in reverse and is like, <laughs> we're back, baby. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> I wonder what my vision board is doing at my place. <laughs> Just if I go puking. home and it's on the floor, I'm gonna freak out. You know that's how that shit goes. Yeah, the synchronicity of our boards. Uh huh. Yeah. Fucking weird. Oh man. Yeah. As mine fell, yours also fell. Yeah. That's how that goes. That and now be. I look underneath it, and there's a man. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> God. Like I, with just in a rug with his eyes looking at you. Yeah, I did have a little joke about that that I didn't say at the time, but I still need to get out of my system. Okay. And that was if you stand on him and he looks up at you and you go, does the carpet match the drapes? And then he like looks over, he nods over and you look at the drapes and someone else peeks out from behind the drapes. I think that would be kind of a funny thing to happen in that moment. I think that would be fucking great. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? Yeah, yeah. If there was a guy behind the drapes. Yeah. Yep. And, and like people are leaning against him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I I kind of get where he's coming from with that. We don't have to keep talking about Rugman, but yeah, I you, do I was want like, you're to. circling back to Rugman. I'm sorry. I just like as somebody who loves a gravity blanket. Uh huh. I if if I have a human laying on top of me, yes, best feeling in the world. It's so funny that you say the gravity blanket because I was trying to take a nap this afternoon and I didn't have my gravity blanket nearby because I was trying to take a nap here at your place, and uh, I covered myself with a pillow. It didn't really work, but um, I was thinking that you know, if you were a tiny animal, a pillow would be like a very large gravity blanket. Oh, and that's, that's a stoned thought that I had this afternoon. It's <laughs> so high. <laughs> if I was a hedgehog, a pillow is a blanket. Yep, <laughs> basically. Sorry. I think I had sort of thought if I was a hamster, but yeah. A hamster? Yeah, I was having some high thoughts. You know, a hamster would be, it, it, that is an unsung stoned animal dream come true. If I were to become an animal that loves weed, I mm-hmm. think I might want it to be a hamster. Purely for the snack cheek factor. Holy that smokes. would change my entire world. They are We've shouted out hamsters on here before. Hamsters are fucking magical and amazing. The snack situation is just crazy. Yeah. Have you ever seen a hamster fill themselves all the way up to like their fucking hips? I've I had two hamsters, Mary Jane. Radar and biscuits. Yeah. I had Boston um, apricot milkshake and paprika Coca-Cola because <laughs> I like to be complicated about weird shit. Man, I wish I had hamster. That'd be a fun superpower to get. You get bit by a radioactive hamster and then you can hide pizza in your cheeks. Wow. How fun would that be? That would be amazing. Yeah. So I'm like mindfulness and you're just like hamster, hamster, hamster dude, boy. hamster boy. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. I don't think people would think that. Oh, what is it? What is hamster boy's superpower? Do you think they would be like, oh, he can hide pizza in his cheeks? No, I don't. Think- shut up. You shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. if there's a nuclear bomb, I'm running in there, tucking the bomb in my cheek and oh. then it just goes. And then I'm back. And then you saved the world. And then I've saved the world. Okay. So you might make fun of Hamster Boy the entire movie, but then when push comes to sub, he shove, he hides the nuclear bomb in his cheek and saves the world. Well, you just said push comes to sub, and I just pictured you putting an entire fucking submarine sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> pushing it into your cheek. When push comes to sub, Hamster Boy. <laughs> Shout out weed. That's so funny. Speaking of which, can we shout out Stone Road Farms? Yes. They're the fucking greatest. These guys sent us uh, their holiday pre-rolls and their um, 
Sour bubble. Sour bubble indica fucking pre-rolls. But the holiday was a pack of pre-rolls. It was the greatest thing to just have like this amazing little pack in the pocket for the whole fucking holiday. Stone Road is delicious and they were the perfect size for the holidays too. Especially, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I'm enjoying the mini pre-rolls not the because especially around family or if i'm at a not at a function right now but if i have to function Uh a a like half of a joint without wasting the joint Mm -hmm. is ideal situation for me these days it's fucking great yes and stone road's really great i really co-sign it they're fucking the the whole company is awesome they're a california cannabis brand also there's a tie-in with our friend uh caitlin who shot the billboard for stone road which was uh i think her first billboard in la i think it was the first cannabis billboard it was her first, I know for sure. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, definitely. It was gorgeous. And, uh, oh, there's a tie-in with my butt of the week as well, but we'll get that. We'll get there when we get there. Dang, look at all the synchronicity mm-hmm. happening. Heck yes. Yeah. This is good. It is good. Um, one thing we were going to talk about that we wrote down was the perfect wing. Okay. Let's because get into it. how many pounds... So we've spent a lot of time together over the holidays and in this new year, mm-hmm. and we have ordered wings now. If it's a pound of wings per order... We have ordered like nine pounds of wings I've in the past eaten, month. I've definitely yeah, Bobo's weight in wings. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I've eaten cat my cat. Size. <laughs> I've eaten my cat in wings. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've eaten your cat in wings. Yeah. And it's awesome. It is awesome. And I feel like we finally found a place that's nearby here that both of us can agree on. Yep. But there were some moments when we looked at each other and we were like, this will not do. And so mm-hmm. this- This will not fly. Damn. Because- <laughs> Because they're chicken wings and they don't yeah, fly. Yeah, I, I love okay, it. Good. I think it was right. worth it. Cool. I'm real happy about that one. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad I stopped you in your tracks to say that. <laughs> don't be mad. I'm not mad. Okay. I'm just, if I was being, if I was going to be mad, I'd just be mad that I didn't catch myself and then say the punchline so that I got both. Oh. Mm-hmm. That would be my biggest critique is on my, is on me. <laughs> oh, you that's know? why you're mad. That's why I'm mad. I'm internally, I'm like Glazer. You had it right there, and you missed it. You missed it. Because you know I keep track of laughs each episode. Right. So. You keep track of how many times you make me laugh? Yeah, and then how many times you make me laugh. Okay. And so I'm usually trying to, like, you know, win the pod. Whoa, you keep track while we're recording? Mm -hmm. Mentally. Mm -hmm. Nice. I make a mind prison for myself, like in Sherlock Holmes, where I'm inside (laughs) of 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 a laugh factory where I'm tracking each laugh were you like carving it into the wall like you're in fucking Mm -hmm. laugh fucking Mm -hmm. insane padded room situation yeah ha 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 and then i count the ha's at the end of each pod to know how well i did wow yeah it's healthy that's so great to know so right now you're up and i'm quite disappointed in myself jesus Mm -hmm. so wings so quit clucking around (laughs) oh and we're tied and we're tied Take that mother clucker. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's only a half because it's a cluck on a cluck. Yeah. And also I think I'm just quoting us. Oh, okay. We've said that on here before. Yeah, totally. So. <laughs> so it's minus and I'm up by two. We're inceptioning ourselves. I don't know what's happening. Have <laughs> but, we talked about wings on here before? I don't fucking know. <laughs> my vision board has melted. <laughs> <laughs> Your vision board left. Yeah. <laughs> it's like outside. Yeah. You like, hear the door gently close in this piece of poster where it goes, 
down the stairs, put on its tiny hat. Its little vision board hat? Its little vision board hat. What does that look like? Is it a beanie? No, it's a, yeah, it's a fez, but it has stars coming off of it. Oh, I like that song, like a Shriner? Yeah, it's a Shriner. Wow. And the the wind just picks it up and drops it off somewhere way more deserving of it. It wraps on the window like Peter Pan. The person opens it up and it attaches itself to their wall and it's like, this is this is where I deserve to this be. This is better. <laughs> this place makes more sense. <laughs> oh my God. The perfect wing. Okay, the perfect wing. What are your criterias and flat or drum and why? Wow. Where do we start? Criteria... Um, I think some people like them like them drier than I do. Like I've had some kind of, you know, dry wings. Do people like that? I feel like I'm always so confused when they're not juicy. Why are you holding your tongue in case people disagree with you? I don't know. I need Archie to Archie move. Come on, come over here. He's being needy and weird. Come here, buddy. Um, are you worried to have wing opinions? I'm not worried to have wing opinions. I just don't want to like step on anyone else's, you know, wing likes. I feel that. But I want them juicy. Okay. And I want them sloppy. Okay. You know? Yeah. I don't want a dry wing that I need to like work on. <laughs> I want a kind of like a juicy, sloppy wing that falls apart when you put it in your mouth. And then when you do the pull, you just get the bones in one pull. Do you want it bigger than your mouth so that it feels like your cheek, your cheek is full? Or do you like it to be a manageable wing because you can eat them faster and cleaner? I like them big and fat. <laughs> Big, fat, sloppy, wet, I, and juicy? Mm-hmm. I like big, fat, sloppy, wet, juicy wings. I'm going to pull that sentence and make it my ringtone. <laughs> Dripping with sauce. Damn. And also, got to have the blue cheese dip. Of course. Extra blue cheese. Of course. Mm-hmm. What is your feeling on, um, 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 oh, medium versus hot when it comes to the sauce? I got to, I'm a fucking kind of a baby when it comes to the super crazy fucking psycho hot ones because I want to eat a lot of them. So I kind of go with the medium, but I definitely, if they're delicious and juicy, I can get super hot with them. Okay. Yeah. Damn. See, I'm, I need super hot because I want to feel pain when I'm eating a wing. Definitely. And I also, I used to be a drumstick and I think I'm flat now because of the, like the beautiful geometry of a flat is, is it's, it's almost, you know, I always wonder if God is real and I'm going back and forth. Uh, like kind of daily <laughs> okay. to be frank valid yeah i mean but, not that you need me to say that but i feel yeah you know what i mean yeah and and but then i'll see like the beautiful hinge and the beautiful way you can hinge and then unhinge a flat and take both sides and suck that fucking thing clean yes oh, like it, makes it does you wonder about god it makes huh? me wonder about god because it's such a elegant design right yeah, there are scientists out in the world like studying fucking cuttlefish who are like, my God, look at the magic of its skin. And you're you're like marveling at the magic of a perfect wing. Yeah. I love that. If That is, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like the scientist community, I come in with my lab coat just covered in sauce and I'm like, stop everything. I've proved the existence of God. Look at this wing. This is a perfect wing. God is real. <laughs> What is my dog doing? He just wants a little bit of love. He heard the word wings and he's like, you guys eating wings? Oh, I'll eat a wing. I fed him some salami a couple of days ago. I gave him a slice of salami and he had diarrhea for a while. So I'm not. I don't don't care. 
I'm, I need to talk about the brilliant idea I just had for wings. What do you mean you don't care about my dog's diarrhea, Mike? I couldn't. I could care less. I could care less. That Nobody is true. wants to hear about it. Please. Yes. Yeah. What's your wing idea? My biggest wing problem that I think has an easy solve to it mm. is we have been using the same dipping tub for probably since the beginning of sauces to dip. Mm-hmm. It's a circle tub that you fill with sauce because it's stackable, it's easy, and it's accessible. Mm -hmm. But if we used the bathtub as an inspiration for a dipping sauce, the same way we dip our bodies into the bathtub is exactly how I want to dip a wing into a sauce tub. And a long tub to dip wings in would be a game changer. A wing-sized dipping tub where you could immerse the entire wing in the sauce, are you yeah, saying? Yeah, because I, you know, you take a bite of the drum and you put the thick bitch in and you rip it off and then you yep. have to turn it and dip, dip, dip. But if I could put the whole flat in and out yep. and just suck that bitch clean. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Okay. I think a long dip tub would really sell. I wonder if it exists somewhere in the world. There is no way. I've never seen it. There's got to be a joint that sells like, yeah, the perfect wing dip. I mean, you know, there are squares in some places, right? Square tubs? Oh, like a, yeah, yeah, but that's that's for restaurant in. Right. You're talking about oblongs. Yeah. Okay. I feel you on this. I also, also mm -hmm. wouldn't mind if... The sauce that was, you know, when they're hot and you dump them in and you shake them in the bowl to cover them in the hot sauce. Yes. I wouldn't mind a double dip where then you dump them in a whole thing of ranch or blue cheese and shake them in that and then put them in the box. Because I would love a, I would love, I already know I'm going to drink tubs <laughs> of ranch with this shit. So I'd love if the wing was already coated in it. I have no shame in that. Wow. You want a wing hot sauce ranch fusion situation where there's no dipping or mm -hmm. you take them in the hot sauce yeah uh toss 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 mm -hmm. and then you put them back in the fryer for a quick 30 second double fry to crust you sauce up in the fryer? Yeah, you can. it'll crust up it'll crust up i don't think it'll crust up i know it'll crust we up we need to get a chef on this podcast to tell us if this is possible i think it would double crust up I don't and then think it, it would. it's like and then it's like sealed in heat and then you could toss it in the coolness of the ranch wow i mean there's got to be there's like double fried stuff right there's french fries double, the best french fries double baked potatoes yeah but it's not like they're like Frying the French fries and then dipping them in something and then frying them again. <laughs> well, as somebody who has put French fries in a bowl and then covered them in Hidden Valley and mixed it up and eaten it with a fork, yeah, I, it works. Okay, <laughs> uh, listen, we'll find someone who can come on here and like you know legitimize our our wing ideas, your wing idea, your brilliant wing idea. Thank you yes. for getting there to appease me <laughs> yes. with your thought process. Your perfect, perfect wing idea, which yeah. I would absolutely chow down on. Flats prove that. God exists, mm -hmm. and I need you to double crust them, fry them, and invent a new dip tub. Okay. That's my perfect wing. By perfect, that's my perfect wing. Okay, okay. to summarize, yes. thank you for letting me get there with your patience and your listening skills. <laughs> God exists if the perfect wing is a fried wing tossed in hot sauce, then put back in the fryer to crust that shit up, and then tossed in ranch, and then put into a carton with a long tub filled with blue cheese so that I can double up on the ranch in blue. Holy fuck. That's my perfect wing. And then you can die happy? Yeah, and go to heaven. 
because God is like, dang, dude, you did it. You figured it out. Yep. Where your vision board will be awaiting you. <laughs> yeah. You'll be like, welcome. I actually died and came up here. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson. Flew up here on my little vision board angel wings. Yeah, that's my perfect wing. I can't believe I just like had to go so far to come back. Wow. Well, my perfect wing exists, and it's at Blackbird Pizza on Melrose. So well said. that was my fucking juicy, fucking awesome wing. Thank you so much for sending me wings the other day. I thought that was like the nicest. You're covered in poison oak. It's really, you know, oh, man, I thought it was a spider bite, and then it got super crazy. And then luckily, I was te- texting with my sister, and she was like, no, no, that's poison oak. You... Definitely came into contact with some poison oak over the holidays, and um, it takes a few days to like manifest. And then when it does, who boy, do not recommend to anyone. Don't interact with that stuff. It's crazy. My arm looks like uh, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's been uh, it's been a week. It's been. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. Um, I think it's receding now, finally. But I did have to take a day where I just watched all eps of uh, season seven of Great British Bake Off and eat wings in bed. That's how I recovered from poison oak. Did it help? Also the cortisone cream and yes. Yeah, yeah. Compresses and all that stuff. But yes, just taking a day. Yeah. Helped for sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back on track because um, I, one, when I was young, um, I had poison ivy from Boy Scouts all over my legs and I spread it all over my body, like legit all over my body, my eyes, my nose, my <gasps> dick, my butt. Like Ooh. I, you know, when, when you don't know, you don't know. And then you know for the rest of your life. So been there and I like, I think I, speaking of bathtubs, I think I just like dunked myself in an Aveeno oatmeal bath and then covered my entire body in calamine, mm-hmm. calamine yep. lotion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was some of the most painful memories um to ever reckon with so your arm looks better and also uh crazy crazy right yeah i thank you and it is getting better but it has been over a week of like this crazy thing just spreading and being like whoa what is this You're right so glad that my sister was finally like it's okay don't freak out did something else just fall off your wall <laughs> i think that was just the neighbor oh okay but i had uh when I was on um, a road trip with a friend on his motorcycle, we stopped and we went swimming in a river in British Columbia. And afterwards, we just like flaked out on the bank to kind of dry ourselves off. And then we got dressed and we carried on. And that night he dropped me off where I was going in Kamloops and he continued. And he called me a couple of days later from the hospital. <gasps> and he was like, I've been admitted because the poison oak reaction that I'm having is so crazy. And I just wanted to check in on you. Are you okay? And I was unscathed completely. Wow. So I thought I might be one of those people who was impervious to poison oak because I thought we must have hamster boy and poison oak girl. Yeah. Like <laughs> now I've got this brazy. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the poison oak to, uh, to Batman's poison Ivy. Was it Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yep. that sounds horrid, but you yeah. were okay. I was totally fine. And he was in the hospital. Damn. Uh, so anyway, I feel fortunate. It's totally, I'm totally fine. But, and yeah, I don't have any reason to complain. I'm fine. I lay in bed for a day and, um, I'm fine. Oh, I'd complain. I'd, I'd milk that thing for all it's worth. <laughs> I'd be calling people and asking them, have you ever had poison oak? And then keeping them on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely like there is, there's some level of like, should I post this on social media and get opinions about whether or not I should go to the doctor? Cause shit looks crazy. But then nobody wants to see a rash. 
True. I'm not doing that. Mad true. Yeah. I, I do. I Things like this are so frustrating because I don't know what the remedies are. Like, I know soothing agents and I know things that'll, like, mitigate the deal that you're reckoning with. Mm-hmm. But there's no bigger pet peeve for me than you go to the doctor and they say it needs to rest and let it run its course. Uh-huh. And I just want to reach over and hit th- and, like, <laughs> choke them with their own stethoscope. <laughs> Because, like, I was already letting it run its course. Yeah. You saying that to me and me having to be here to hear that as the diagnosis, mm-hmm. that is why when we get universal health care, Zoom, I think, needs to stay in place so that I can hold my fucking arm up yeah. and you can take a look at it and be like, if this is this, then you got to just do that. And if it's not, then let's really have you come in. Right. Yeah. I think that is a great way to use universal health care and get around all of the Republicans who are like, people are going to abuse it. People are going to do this. If you could just hold your arm up to a Zoom call and let a doctor be like, yo. You need to come in. Yeah. Then yeah. come in. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Telemedicine is the, the future of uh, universal health. I think so. For sure. And it does exist in lots of places. I know that there, there was an amazing uh, woman who was in... Antarctica. She was working at McMurdo Station in Antarctica. And I can't remember what her deal was, if she was a scientist or a researcher or she was a worker at the station, but she self-diagnosed with um, breast cancer while she was there. She had a lump in her breast and she wasn't able to access the health care that she needed while she was there. And so she self-diagnosed and she treated herself. Like she did a biopsy. She did all the stuff that she needed to do to treat her own um, cancer through telemedicine was communicating with doctors who were, you know, thousands of miles away. I remember wow. that story. It was so fucking cool. I was like, that was kind of maybe at the beginning of the internet where it was like, look what we can do with this amazing tool that we have. Absolutely. You know? Well, I mean, history repeats. I think everything comes back around. So hopefully that will come back around too. That's an amazing story. Yeah. I'm telling you. So yeah. you're poison oak. You go to the doctor and the doctor looks at it and is like, keep it up. Yeah. Good. Let it run its course. I'll, I'll let you know. I actually did make an appointment because I was like, oh, I don't know about this. So for sure. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Do please. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I'm not a specialist in anything. I'll just tell you what I think. And then I'll <laughs> say it in a way that makes it sound like it's true. Well, I think you did tell me what you, yeah, you just looked at it and you went, Mary Jane. And I was like, oh dear. <laughs> and I called the doctor. <laughs> So thank you for that encouragement through your worried eyes and worried tone. Yeah, I couldn't hold that one. Yeah. I saw it and uh-huh. I was like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who has had mad sensitive skin my entire life, mm-hmm. um, that to me is is a, like skin deals are a very soft topic for me because mm-hmm. I've had eczema my whole life in so many different, like, uh, uh, degrees and so many different parts of my body uh-huh. and especially in elementary school and middle school wow. when when my skin is like changing shape and size as I fucking sprout it was it was the back of my ears I wonder if anyone out there listening has ever had like the back of my ears used to be so dry that they would bleed and crust and oh. f- and and you would think with ears this big that stick out like there'd be a lot of hair back there that wouldn't cause that but goddamn yo that shit was something wow that's yeah. so fucking crazy so i just want to make your poison oak about me and my childhood if i could Listen, possibly do it i <laughs> i talked about my poison oak in therapy which shout out telemedicine that's you know my therapist uh sees me through zoom and it's so fantastic and that's great i'm so fucking grateful that that's something that's available to me right now and um 
she was, I was like, so, and she was like, oh, Mary Jane, <laughs> when I showed it to her. I mean, I didn't, too- I didn't really show it to her too much, but I was like, you know, this is happening. The doctor sees it in the third one. Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but my awesome therapist was like, you know, the skin is the biggest organ uh, on the body. And obviously when you're under stress, it's going to express that stress, just like all the rest of your body, everything is connected. You are one organism where everything is going to, you know, manifest in some way and possibly some other stuff is playing. And maybe it's not just poison oak. Maybe it's uh, also, you know, the fact that the fucking world is an insane place right now. Who the fuck knows? I blame this on. Uh, I think it's poison oak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I thought it was a spider. It. Mm. Not a spider. Will you keep us up to date? Yes, okay. I will. <laughs> Please. Your vision board is now like in fucking bardo or fucking hell right it's now. It's lit itself on fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, you know, the Aladdin rug? Mm-hmm. Picture that with my vision board, but it's trying <laughs> to strike a match against the asphalt to just dip. <laughs> vision board's like, I'm out. I had one night. I can't with these two. I can't. If I have to fucking hear one more thing about poison oak. <laughs> Oh my God! This is your first episode, and (laughs) welcome, welcome, and it's it's always about federal legalization and poison oak. Yes, every single episode. (laughs) That's our sweet spot: perfect wings and poison oak and federal leg. You can count on us. There's the title. (laughs) Fucking awesome. Do you want to get to our Buds of the Week? Yes, we definitely should get to our wonderful, wonderful Buds of the Week. Well, I feel like with Stone Road, you kind of teed yours up. So can I go second? Yes, absolutely. My Bud of the Week this week is Sarah. Uh, You can follow her at lovelight.ascension on IG. She's a fantastic follow. Her bio says, Cosmic Wheelin' and Dealin'. They've got an amazing dog uh, at the Real Stella Blue, and Sarah is the VP of Ops at Stone Road Farms, but I know her from my high times days when her now husband, um, John McCooey, was working as the fucking best sales rep that high times had, and then they moved out to California, and they've just been like killing it in the weed game ever since, and they're just truly the most lovely love light ascension people both of them and so sarah is i follow her for her beautiful inspirational fucking stories and they love the grateful dead and they're always posting like cool artwork and they're just like good souls and so sarah is my butt of the week such a good bud mm-hmm. my butt of the week is joe mandy if you are familiar with joe mandy through his stand-up or writing for the good place um, gosh, he's written for, oh, Parks and Rec. He told me, he told one of the f- uh, best jokes, uh, one of my favorite jokes at your show, too. The 9-11 basketball joke. Yeah. He's hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's at Joe Mandy. Maybe you used to follow him on Twitter where he bought a million followers with bots just to prove <laughs> that Twitter is meaningless in a hellscape and then left. He's on Instagram right now, and he's doing a Hats for Charity week where he took all quarantine, and he learned how to stitch and sew, and he made custom hats out of baseball hats. And so one of the hats, so let me, let me say this better. Well. <laughs> Good. He's hand embroidering them, right? Embroidery, that's the word I couldn't the, think of. It's the, yeah, he's hand stitching the embroidered logos on these hats. Yeah, so he took a Houston Astros hat, which is just a big H with a star behind it, and embroidered it so it says horny. 
<laughs> and so there's all these like Seth Rogen commented on it because in his first post, he was like, if Seth Rogen can make vases, then I can make hats like this. And Seth <laughs> commented back and is like, let me get one of those. And so he's got one that's a Houston Astros H for horny. He's got one that says Mezcal. He's got one that is the Detroit Lions D and it says Dershkowitz. Dershowitz? The, Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer? Yeah, so uh-huh. it's a custom embroidered hat that says Dershowitz. <laughs> and he's doing all of them for charity. The week, it's um, on his Instagram, at Joe Mandy. He just said, the week of hats has begun, and all the proceeds go to uh, Homelessness uh, Sullenick, which is Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, and Atwater Village, Hollywood Neighborhood Homeless Co- Coalition. So it's all about helping the homeless in California. Um, through embroidered hats that say things like horny on them. Fucking awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Great butt of the week. These are good buds. This is a great start to the year. It's a yeah. wild episode. It is. It's a loose moose. It's a loose moose. I'm worried about my vision board. I'm not going to lie. Don't, I don't be worried. Like that at the start. Don't be worried. You know what? I brought you a candle because we didn't uh, light a candle when we like hung out and made our vision boards last night. And I was like, do you have a candle to like kind of set all of the intentions? And you didn't have one. So I brought you one. So when you rehang your vision board, light the candle, reset your intentions, it'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we do that right now? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Let's do it. Oh, wait. No, oh. we got to say. Um, I, I, well, I just wanted to say, you know, we're growing and it's really fucking cool and we love all of you who tune in and please tell folks about us because we want to grow more this year. One of the things that really helps us do that is giving us a review on iTunes, hitting that subscribe button, rating us and just saying a few words if you dig the show and um, yeah, help us continue to grow because we've got some really fun plans with some amazing guests and also just us doing loose moose all the time which is no doubt and south by southwest is coming up south by and so many things so i just wanted to say that real quick if you if you dig us please hit that um five stars and give us a little review and let us know uh, what you think and what you like for poison oak this has been hamster boy (laughs) and um yeah and poison oak girl i guess yeah (laughs) ow (laughs) oh is that your catchphrase ow (laughs) ow (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.